Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. I am Alex and this week I'm joined by Luke Kamali on my right. Hello. And Chris Tilly on my left. Bonjour. Now we have a absolutely jam-packed well, show today with loads of news, so we're going to get straight on with it. And uh, Nintendo has had some bad news, I guess? Yeah, so they've released their third quarter financials. So it's the financial results for the first or the nine months leading up to December of last year. Um, and profits are down 30% Ooh. year on year, which is not good. And so Satoru Iwata... Got, got you a Iwata joke? No, I'm no, not going to say it. I'm not going to say it this time. Okay, so uh, Satoru Iwata has agreed to take a 50% pay cut for five months, and the rest of the board are going to take between 20 to 30% pay cut um, and as basically an apology for the fact that this has happened. So he must be on a ridiculous amount of money if that's going to make any kind of impact, right? As far as I'm aware, he already, because last year's results weren't great, he already took something like a 25% cut last year. So now he's taken a 50% cut on a 25% cut. And so he's still clearly, like, rolling in it. <laughs> like, or he's just doing it because he loves it. Yeah, well, he is, you know, they do have, he's got a sense of honour about it all, is, I think. Is that going to make any difference, though? Surely it's just... It's only five months as well. Yeah, right? for five months, which is quite a random, like, period of time as well. Like, maybe why, why five months? I think his hope is because the financial year will, e- will end. And so they're hoping maybe it picks up. And then, or maybe they announced release dates uh, last night. So Mario Kart is out in May. So I think maybe they're hoping that mm. they might see a bit of a turnaround in, within five months. Actually, the truth is, it's his wife's birthday in June and he always expects massive presents. So Can't that's when that he the money back. So it's, this is more a symbolic gesture, isn't it, though, than anything that's actually going to affect the company? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> unless he really does earn a yeah. ridiculous amount of money, <laughs> yeah, he earns their entire deficit. Yeah. Um, no, so and other than that, in terms of figures, the Wii U is now on uh, 2.41 million consoles sold since April of last year. Yep. So nine months, 2.41 million, um, and I believe they just revised their sales down, didn't they? Their expectations. They, so they did, now yeah. want to sell 2.8 by April, so they need to sell 400,000 Wii U's. By the end of um, by the end of April, three months. But that's so Mario Kart doesn't come out till May, right? No, um, I'm trying to think of there. I don't think there are any massive releases. Yeah, Smash Bros and stuff is afterwards as well. Yeah. But I mean, the the point that they're making that's worrying is that you know Christmas just came and still they didn't. Then they do say that um, Nintendo actually said it's been hamstrung by the costs of manufacturing the Wii U and the fact that they've had to make all these price cuts. Yeah. And um, last night, um, Iwata in a call to investors did actually say oh, yeah, the gamepad is our problem because everyone just thinks of it as a peripheral for the Wii yeah, rather yeah, than yeah, a, yeah. a console in itself. Yeah. Well, that's we- it. They're focusing on the gamepad. But the other thing that I think, yes, it's had a tough start, but surely once Mario Kart is out and then Smash Brothers comes out, suddenly it becomes uh, an interesting proposition because you've got all of the other games out there, which are good, mm. just not quite good enough to be a system seller. So you could go and buy your, your Wii U for Mario Kart, but then go and pick up Pikmin, uh, the other Mario game, which I forget its name for, all for like a bargain price, and then suddenly you've got a good library of games. Yeah, I mean, once you've so got, it might a, get better. Yeah, once you've got a decent attach rate, I think yeah. it becomes such a like because that's what happened with me with the Wii when it just got to the stage where I was like, actually, I can go out and buy it and get all these games in a bundle, and then these two outside of it. Yeah. it's totally worth it. So I think there is still hope for it. It's just a case of, you know, it's going, and I think that's a good gesture on his behalf. Well is done. That, is him. that common though that people are going to go and buy the slightly older system? Because it's come down in price, or will they not just be saving up for the next gen, which is what I would have thought the majority of people are I doing I assume right we're now. looking at a good year, maybe, but maybe next Christmas, well, I'd say. I also think as a secondary console. It all depends on the price. If you can pick up a Wii U plus a really good first-party game for under £200, and you've already got your Xbox One and your PS4, might happen. Mm. And it is uh, different enough, isn't it? And they're different yeah. enough games. So. Yeah. Um, but I think like, the other interesting thing that you mentioned was that they are looking to broaden their licensing partnerships. Yes. Because uh, they do like 
obviously, you know, some clothes and soups. Pasta soups, <laughs> yeah. Pasta shells and stuff like that. <laughs> but like Krupa and I were talking, like I think it would be amazing if they had the same belief in their characters that Disney do. Yeah. Because they've got such iconic characters, mm. but they don't really do that much with them outside of um, traditional games. So, I don't know. I, I hope they do something exciting. They made a cracking Mario movie back in the yeah. day. They yeah. did. Bring that back, the sequel that never was. But again, Krupa and I were talking about on a video that we were going to put live. But imagine if they did, I know, Mario uh, animated show that goes on kids' TV. But then they had a Zelda film that was a bit darker for kind of the cinema. Mm. It was directed by uh, Del Toro or something like that. Yeah. That'd be amazing. But like that trailer, we did a fake trailer about we did, yeah. six years ago for a Zelda movie that should have been. Well, that's it. You know, you could have the Wind Waker style Zelda for the cartoon series and then, you know, adult Zelda for, you know, killing people. Oh, adult people. Zelda. Sexy. No, sexy adult Zelda. Sexy Pokemon. Triple X. <laughs> Pokemon Triple X, exactly. So <laughs> in Pokeballs. other news, uh, Microsoft, well, it's not news, really. It's rumor. Mm. Um, so uh, the internet was set on fire earlier today because according to uh, rumored reports, there is going to be a white Xbox One coming later this year. Yes. Uh, now, the white Xbox One was already available to Microsoft employees who worked on the project. It's given us a gift to them, yeah. And it looks quite nice. It's the Xbox One, but white. But more uh, interestingly, they are apparently working on a diskless version, so one that won't have an optical, optical drive, and a one with storage of up to one terabyte, which yeah. is, I believe, twice what it is currently. I think so, yeah, it's 500 gigs. Yeah. Um, so, interesting, but true. Don't know. So the, this rumor comes from NeoGAF, and there's been quite a lot of people being like, oh, it's just a random internet forum. For those who don't know, NeoGAF is, um, it is basically a big rumor forum, but to get on, you've got to basically go through quite a big vetting process where you kind of work under a pseudonym, but people, like, you have to prove yourself to the runners of the forum that you are who you say you are, basically. And this person has proved himself as an employee of Microsoft, supposedly. He's gone through the vetting process, and he's convinced the pretty rig- he's gone through the pretty rigorous tests that they put people through. Having said that, that doesn't mean what he's saying is no, true. No. Um, he could be, you know, still bullshitting, but there's a lot of stuff that comes out. Yeah. Also, um, the other thing is a Titanfall-themed uh, console, which would make sense. They've got the, the gamepad already, mm. and that is the one Xbox title that everybody's kind of excited about, but you would hope that they're going to announce it soon because the game itself is out in six yeah. weeks. So, so the, I mean, the white one's meant to come out in October, and then the... Uh, the one terabyte is meant to be a limited edition one for November. The blue, the blue one. So the Verge has actually confirmed some of this, but the blue, uh, the Blu-ray one, the one without the Blu-ray. Blu-ray. The Blu-ray. <laughs> the one, Jonathan Ross. Yeah, again. Um, yes. The one without the Blu-ray disc is just them testing it, and the size of all these games. Yeah. Surely that's got to be. My thought is that that's a cheaper one. That's more your entertainment console, you know, for your streaming and Netflix and all these other kind of entertainment Maybe. services they have at a slightly lower price point. That's the only way that I can really see that working. Well, that's it. If, if you look at Dead Rising and the patch for that was, what, 13 gig, I think, last week? Yeah, uh, a compulsory patch. Like, and that's huge. just a patch of the game. So imagine, like, the downloads of a full game itself. Like, your hard drive would fill very, very quickly. Yeah, I can't see that, that uh, happening. Other news around Xbox One. So there is rumoured to be Halo 2 Anniversary coming out on Xbox One, um, yeah. which is kind of exciting if you're a Halo fan. Obviously, the new uh, Halo is coming out later this year, apparently. Yeah, so this guy then went on to say that Halo 5 is slipped to next year. Ah. Um, but Halo 2 Anniversary is meant to be coming this year. And there'll be a special edition of that that will also include HD ports of Halo 3 and Halo 4 for Xbox One. Right. I thought Halo 2 was a bit weak. That's really? Yeah. I think a lot. Uh, I preferred it to 3. Yeah, but 1 was the best. Yeah, apart agreed. From, apart from Library, that was boring. <laughs> uh, Crackdown 3. Not next year, the year after. So 2016. No, no announcement at E3, which I think is sad. 
Crackdown's one of my favourite games. Mm, yeah, I, I know. So I quite enjoyed that. I mean, I think I think it's plausible. The stuff he's saying, a lot of it does sound very true. The whole thing about the updated Halos, I'm curious about, but I don't know. A lot of the stuff could be. He yeah. says that you know, Fable Legends is going to be next year. Uh, Quantum Break at Christmas. Sunset Overdrive again is meant to be October with with this white Xbox. Mm. I mean, I could see it all coming. They've got you know, they obviously have a target and they have plans and stuff. So yeah. Sp- speaking about the white. Xbox, can I ask a stupid question? Yes. As I always do. On, um, how much do people care about what colour their console is? I think a, a lot. Really? Yeah. yeah, more than you'd think. Yeah. Like Keza was, used to talk about like she had a silver uh, PlayStation 3 that you could only get in Japan. And that meant an awful lot to her. But, yeah. But, you know, if it's on show in your front room, mm. like everything in my front room kind of complements being black. Mm. So if I had... Uh, a black PS4 and then a white Xbox wouldn't go well together. Ying and Yang. Ying and Yang. Uh, no, I'm not digging <laughs> Good that. and evil. I'm not digging that. I want it to be uniform. Okay. Parity. Oh, I just wondered. I just wondered because it's never really mattered to me. Like when I've gone to buy an iPod or whatever, I was never really bothered about what colour it was. Well, you, you'll just go for anything. Well, so you don't white, it was white or black, wasn't it normally? I, yeah. mean, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't get pink one. It's, it's, <laughs> it's right. always white or black. And, and it but seems you've to always be gone way. black, right? Uh, I think so, although initially you couldn't get black ones. You only got white yeah. iPods, didn't you? So, so it was, a bit, of no- it was once, a bit of a novelty, wasn't it? Once you try black, you never go back. That's <laughs> the phrase, isn't it, right? So, mm, change the subject. <laughs> Shift it on there. <laughs> X-Men costumes were revealed uh, earlier this week. Yeah, there was a huge launch this week uh, that uh, Fox did via uh, Empire. Um, quite an annoying one, if you ask me. I mm. didn't think it was a very pleasant experience for fans because they released one every hour for 25 hours. So, A, yeah. I don't know anyone's going to stay up for 25 hours. And I think if we were given the choice, we'd rather do one big launch with yeah. everything at once, I yeah. think. It's annoying having to keep yeah. bookmarking a page and keep coming back. Plus, it kept not bloody loading whenever I tried to look at it. And, and also, as we'll talk about in a minute, <laughs> there were some hours where you really felt shortchanged. Yeah. <laughs> some hours were a waste of your time. Yeah, well, I mean, it was 25 characters or, or I guess probably 22 characters because... Brian Singer was one of them. Oh. He doesn't count, director. No. And uh, you had two Magnetos, I yes. guess, and two Professor X's. Yes. yes. But um, yeah, we got our first look at a lot of the characters. Um, and the reaction, I think, has been mixed, to yeah. say the least, online um, and in our office, really. Yeah. I don't think we were particularly impressed. Because um, it, st- it started off with the Sentinel, right? Yeah, the, which the, looked awesome. The, the like, olden day Sentinel. And we were like, this looks incredible. This is going to be amazing. And then, <laughs> and then as the hours rolled by, we got... Though Toad, I wasn't completely sold on. Yeah. No, I mean, I t- but I guess that no one really liked Toad in X2. I don't know about you guys, but I wasn't a fan. And so I, I think maybe yeah. it's the character we're annoyed with. And maybe, maybe. a new look maybe. and a new... I guess you've got to see him in motion before you kind of True, make up yeah. your mind about him. I mean, all you can see in him there is that he's just got warts. He's like got mumps behind it. <laughs> like, it just looks like he's got a lot of mumps. I, I think part of my problem is that I think actually... The whole image, because it's one whole image that joins together, which sure. I think is very, very clever. Mm-hmm. My problem is, is that the way that they've used some of the character illustrations just doesn't work very well as a front cover of a magazine. No. Um, like looking at Beast here, it's just like, it's just pretty dull. It looks like he's wearing a nice little comfortable sweater. <laughs> but, you know, there's no engagement. And, and you know, that one there. Striker. Of, of Striker. Is, I, if I saw that and I'd be like, X-Men, I love X-Men. Oh, 
that's I'm not going to go. Yeah, I that. guess by having all t- you know twenty three, twenty five, yeah. you're going to have some that are a bit aren't as exciting as others. Like you? which one did we not like? Qu- Quicksilver, right? Well, Quicksilver, we've got a video on the site actually, like a five minute video <sighs> discussing that from our comic guy in the states. Um, he wasn't as against it as maybe I don't think we we weren't impressed with Quicksilver. Although he did have silver hair. So there See you go. That's, done there. that's Quicksilver there. I that, think Quicksilver, Quicksilver looks terrible. <laughs> Because it just looks like some of the worst Photoshop I've ever seen. Yeah, it's and not fantastic. And I'm sure in the film it'll be a lot better when, you, you know, it's moving and stuff is happening. I, I mean, I query the casting of Evan Peters personally, but I don't, that's just my personal opinion on that one. I, I think he, he usually plays like the goofy sidekick. He's in Kick-Ass as the nerdy sidekick. And I don't know, they made him a cool mutant. And I just think he's also in um, Scott Pilgrim as well. It's just very unusual. So the, to play yeah, the Magneto cover looks cool. Yeah. Like when you've got the main characters yeah, yeah. who have obviously been photographed for a magazine cover in those specific poses, that looks cool. Yeah. But to me, it's the other stuff that is just like, God, we've got to get 25 of these done. Yeah. It, it looks felt, like it's been shoehorned in. It yeah, like a square peg in a round hole with some yeah. of them. Um, yeah, with Quicksilver, it looks like something from like a cheap B-movie superhero mm. movie rather yeah. than... But I guess if you if you cast your mind back, or I certainly remember when we fir- we got our first look at the X Men first time around with Brian Singer. No one really liked the outfits, and then there was no problem with them once we got into the movie. Yeah. But I guess at the time, everyone was scared. Everyone thought that if you if if comic book characters wore their actual comic book suits in the movies, people would laugh. Yeah. Yeah. And so they went leather and went cool. And since then. We've actually discovered that audiences don't mind that. I mean, we've got yeah. Captain America in full yeah. kind of camp Captain America regalia, Latex. and he looks great. He looks yeah. awesome. Yeah. So this is almost... I don't wonder if this is almost a step back, but... Yeah, maybe. Because they don't really look that much like their comic book counterparts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they, they're more in line, I guess, with Singer's old movies, but I don't know. We'll see. I guess we'll have a trailer soon, so... See, that's... Is that Peter Dinklage? It is, that is yeah. As, as see, that is Trask. The, the, He's the craziest guy. cover I've ever seen. He creates just the this Sentinels. tiny little head in the middle of the page. I Why don't are you being so heightist? I'm not, but I just think... massively heightist. I just think <laughs> as, as a cover, he also looks like a some kind of, like... Midget porn star. <laughs> cool. So if you can see it there, I don't know if you can, but yeah. Google uh, it. Google it. He's gonna he's gonna be the star of the movie though. You the know, Je- he's yeah. s- the Jennifer Lawrence cover is going to sell quite well, I imagine. Yeah, that's the one. Is the it? one where she's literally just like got her scales on, proper, facing the camera. Yeah. Proper boob. Proper, proper boob shot. That so is. Have they actually created all of these covers for newsstands, or is it yeah, just for I think I think they have, but probably not in equal amounts. I imagine they made like what three quicksilver well, copies it. and about twenty million Jennifer yeah, Lawrence ones. Singer ones. Yeah, not the director. Be a big... yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is a bit of a vanity shot, there, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But I think it's um, had a bit of a negative effect, which is a shame, really. Yeah. I'm certainly less excited now than I, I think, you no, know, I three or four weeks ago, we talked about our most anticipated films. This was really high on my list. And now I'm a bit meh. Yeah. But as I say, don't want to judge it before no. we've seen them in action. I worry they're trying to cram too many in. And because there's a lot of everyone has a different favorite. Right. And I'm worried that not enough of them are going to get screen time for it to be worthwhile. Who's your favorite, Luke? What? X-Man, woman. Thing. I quite like Storm, actually. But mm. I don't like Halle Berry, which is problematic for me. Mm. Not that problematic, really, but, you know, okay, bothers right. me every yeah, now and okay. then. Mm. Who's your favourite, Alex? It's probably like either Magneto or Professor X. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I quite like Jean Grey as well. I'm going to take two. Like, I really, really like... I've forgotten his name. Gandalf, him. I like him. <laughs> you like him, McKellen? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I like Gandalf. <laughs> I want Gandalf in all of my films. <laughs> So, uh, in other news, uh, Gears of War is returning to its original, well, daddy? Yes, so Microsoft have acquired the rights for Gears of War from Epic Games. 
So there you go. So that now means that there was some talk a while ago, some speculation that maybe the Gear series would make its way onto PlayStation at some time. Microsoft have clearly decided they do not want to allow that to happen. So they have bought all the rights to all future games and also all past games. So Epic Games will now no longer be involved in creating new ones. And instead, they've given it to Black Tusk Studios. Now, Black Tusk Studios was um, originally Microsoft Vancouver. It was renamed last year. They haven't actually made a game yet. They were When they were set up, they were described as going to create the next Halo. So that was their project. That's what they've been Scratch working out. on. Gears of War. Yeah, the next, <laughs> very quick. the next Gears of War. So they were going to create the next Halo type thing. Yeah. And um, it's gone all right. Like they've, A trailer was shown at E3, I think, last year, but it was more of a concept piece. Um, and supposedly... Their game has now been put on ice, while they instead focus on on the new gears. Um, this guy who leaked the stuff on NeoGAF this morning has claimed that we won't be seeing anything for about two, two and a bit years. Wow. Um, it's not a lot coming. I, I really hope there are some decent announcements at E3. I rather do. Rather than just slippages from last E3. Oh, there's just too many too many HD remakes for my liking. Like, mm. But um, I, don't, I don't know. It's, quite, it's kind of good, because Judgment was a real lapse in kind of quality for the gear series so i'm concerned that they well, actually people still liked it though true but um it, it's weird like i mean i i was um at the gym humble brag and i heard some people talking about it <laughs> and i t- heard some people talking about this they'd be like oh did you hear that microsoft got gears and they were like yeah at yeah the gym yeah and they were like yeah 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 but i'm just kind of over it and um like a lot of people i think kind of are over look i can look a lot of people are kind of over the gear series at the gym <laughs> at yeah the gym. obviously so it's not making and, and so yeah, i'm just, just saying man. i'm Woo. just i'm just saying that i think they they maybe need a new a new um idea uh, the voice of the people i don't know i'm just i'm reporting what that's el- what i what, do what else did you hear at your gym lately <laughs> yeah, exactly. all manner of any, things any any other exclusives oh, I can, nothing that i i'm always vox popping you what know are the feelings of, on quicksilver at the gym <laughs> not very positive no, i can tell you really no it's the hair. yeah so i don't know i would i'm kind of over gears as well i'm quite excited for the new halo though yeah no alex well i've i i've kind of fallen out of love with halo it's just okay. i want to see something new yeah, I'm more excited by kind of Destiny. See what Bungie is doing with that. Well, so. this game was that they were working on was meant to be called Shanghai. See what they've done there. Oh, I like that. That sounds great, but now apparently it's been like cancelled. So, ah. well, or put on ice, put on hold. Yeah. So. so, last piece of news uh, was this morning, and um, news that the PlayStation Vita Slim is finally coming. Well, not to really to the West, but to the UK. That's the only news that we know. Yeah. So, no mention of Europe, no mention of America. But it will come to the UK next week on the 7th of February for a suggested resale price of £180, which is quite expensive. Because you can pick up uh, the existing PlayStation Vita, which has got a better screen, mm. um, but doesn't have internal storage and the battery life's not quite as good. But for about 160 quid with a 16 gig memory card and games. Is that weird to announce it just a week before it comes out? It's the Apple it's, model, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. And and it's so it's not coming out alongside the other one. It's phasing the other one out. So basically, what's happened is they uh, they probably haven't been producing those models for quite a long time sure. now, waiting for stock to get low. Yeah. And now they're going to get rid of it. The only thing that I this is the cynical me is that maybe there are still a ton of original Vitas left in the US and across Europe, which is why they haven't announced it for that yet. I don't know. I might be completely mm. wrong. But it just feels odd why they would announce it for the UK and no other territory. I wonder if it's a bit of a test market. My thought, my big thought is the UK is one of the best places the PS4 has been selling, right? Mm. It's one of the top sellers. So I think they want to test if there's demand for remote play. So they want to see if now that, you know, because not that many people have a Vita compared to how many now have a PS4. 
with the lure of remote play, uh, you know, we haven't seen how they're going to advertise this. Are they going to advertise it, you know, emphasizing well, it's that It's on the connection? box. Oh, there you go. It's on the front of the box and it's on the back of the box saying, you know, it's all about compatible with PS4 oh, right, remote play. So I think that that's is it, a key part for them. And I think I, I had a chat with a few people. Um, At the gym? At the gym, yeah. <laughs> While well, well, I was doing, a, I was bench pressing 150. <laughs> had a chat with a, a marketing guy, uh, Sony. No, it was, uh, <laughs> just before Christmas, I was talking to somebody at Sony over a drink, not not over, uh, <laughs> not over the water cooler at uh, Luke's gym. Yeah. Um, and it, it, he was basically saying that that is the not a mistake, but something that they want to rectify quickly. Is that it's such a cool piece of functionality the remote play that that's going to be the the thing they're going to push hard i just didn't expect it to happen this quickly so no yeah exciting times if you are a playstation fan Mm. so that's it for this week's news uh should we move on to uh listener feedback Yes. yes and i believe i have the first piece you do uh it is from a young man called max fuller and it refers to last week's podcast which i wasn't on so You'll have to help me on this one. Do our best. Uh, last week, if you didn't know... Um, oh, no, it doesn't refer to last week. <laughs> <laughs> last week, if you didn't know, BT experimented with the speed of internet speeds that they could get and managed to reach 1.4 TB speeds. My question Terabytes. is, when do you think that speeds this fast will become mainstream? Well, it depends what you mean by mainstream, because right now, I don't have access to particularly fast broadband where I am. Like, not even close... Yep. to anywhere near that. So I'm getting about 11 meg at the minute, which um, it, well, it says that I should be able to do remote play um, on that speed, but I can't do it using my PS4. It's just juddery as hell. So, you know, I don't think that is going to be around for at least three to four years. Well, I mean, we only got faster stuff in uh, London really recently, right? Yeah. So fibre came, well, fibre became quite mainstream in London Middle of last year, maybe? But, but also, you know, Creeper is, keeps on talking about his mum who lives uh, north of the border. Yeah. Uh, and she's got a 100 meg line. So yeah. it is obviously out there. Um, but for me, it's not just about the, you know, how accessible it is. It's about the price. Yeah. And I don't really need that kind of speed at the minute. So PlayStation until it comes now. down. PlayStation now is what But that's, that's years away, yeah. I think, you know. Um, so until I need a speed that fast, because what I've got at the minute serves me perfectly well i can play online games as i say the only thing it struggles with and that might be more of a router thing is remote play so uh, also uh, max follows that up with um a question also do you remember the first piece of reader fu that you ever got no he does yeah. <laughs> um he says i do <laughs> uh, a grumpy man swore at you guys and said something along the lines of why don't you pick up your first swear word so that was apparently our first piece of... That's right. We did have a phone. That we, yeah, you, we used to uh, allow people to phone in and leave us messages. But uh, most of the time, it's just people swearing. And Max is a big fan of the uh, phone and says, uh, bring back... A big fan of the phone. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to know. He says, bring back the IGN hotline for Reader FU. That's what made some of your shows priceless. The old methods uh, are the best. Should we do that? We well, can set that up. Well, yeah. Why don't you read out your mobile phone and people can leave you messages on that? Okay. Alex Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Second piece of feedback. Okay, from Nick Osborne, who says, Hi all, IGN Feedback Virgin here. We'll be gentle with you. In a completely unrelated topic to the podcast, um, I've been reading a Deadpool article on IGN. As a non-comic reader, I first came across Deadpool on Marvel Ultimate Alliance, and he was one of my favourite characters. And regardless of the fact that I recently assumed he was on Mortal Kombat vs. DC, as he's so similar to Deathstroke. I presume his comical side is what makes him most endearing, but why do you think he's so popular? I'd like to hear what your opinions are on this, and also, do you know of any progress on the Deadpool movie front? Chris Tilly. 
Shall I address the second question? Do you want to answer the first bit? What what makes him so popular? Why do you like Deadpool? Well, he's just a bit of a wisecracking sort of funny guy. He's the merc with a mouth. He's the way he breaks the fourth <laughs> he is, wall. Yes. <laughs> and uh, the Deadpool game came out. Was that this year? Sorry, last year? Yeah. It was last year. It was buried slightly, wasn't and it? It wasn't a great game, but, you know, some of the humour was quite funny. Yeah, there was a lot of excitement for it. I remember people getting quite, you know, worked up for that. And then it came out and everyone was like, oh, yeah, this is That's true, actually. Like when we uh, had the, I think we had the exclusive on the first trailer and, you know, people went nuts for it. Yeah. But unfortunately, the game didn't quite live <laughs> up to the trailer. Game was a bit shit. What can you do? Yeah. Uh, as for the movie, at the end of last year, there was a bit of an update uh, from the director and from the star, Ryan Reynolds, who's still going to play Deadpool, as he did in uh, the X-Men movie that was pretty... Really the, the Ryan movie Reynolds. That bloody <laughs> awful. Um, yeah, well, he's, I'm afraid he's got the part as it stands. Does he... He's made one good film, and that's the film when he's in a box. Buried. Yeah. <laughs> he did a couple of funny comedies a while yeah. ago. I quite like Just Friends. He's just yeah, I quite like Just, just Friends. Just Friends is yeah, quite I good, quite right? Like yeah, yeah. He's a bit weird looking. His eyes are too close together. He's got a bit of a piggy face. Don't want to see him in my superhero movies. Jeez, leave him alone. Sorry. Um, <laughs> and what he's been talking about them trying to do is make a low budget, almost independent Deadpool movie. So it wouldn't cost a lot of money, wouldn't be a, loss, a lot of risk to the studio, mm. Fox. And then they can make it with the R rating that they want to make because I think everyone agrees that Deadpool yep. needs to be a more hardcore. Yep. It, it's I think they've got to take the lead from film, you know, not the film, but the character like Punisher and Blade, that yeah. kind yeah, of yeah, approach yeah. to it rather than, yeah. you know, super superheroes for kids. Yeah. Am I right in thinking he's in the X-Men? For, he's in... Uh, he, was in he was in Wolverine. Is he going to be in Days of Future Past? Because it looked he, like he was the one on one of the covers. Well, he does look no. like one of the covers. He's not, uh, unless they've done it secretly. Yeah. That, wasn't, that okay. wasn't him. Okay. I was looking at Alex Shadow. Yeah. But it may have been someone else photoshopping it. Yeah. I was, I was just looking at Google. True. <laughs> so, uh, another email from Luke Gora who says, like most people, I was cautiously optimistic when Disney bought George Lucas out. And not literally bought him out. <laughs> rolled him, <laughs> rolled him out. Um, but he said, the prospect of a new Star Wars film was alluring. Disney hadn't done too bad a job with Marvel. Now, several months down the track, Disney has shut down LucasArts, cancelled Clone Wars, consigned 1313 to Oblivion, and now has their sights set on screwing up the expanded universe as well. Ooh, he's not very happy, is he? Uh, think of it what you will, but I'm a big fan of Star Wars EU. What's EU? Expanded universe. Oh, okay. I thought he was just talking about Europe. About Europe, no. He really doesn't universe. like Star Wars in, in North America, but Europe <laughs> loves it. Uh, and has been reading and collecting the books since high school. He's now 33. Uh, Disney have now placed all upcoming books on indefinite hold until they sort out their own continuity, effectively cancelling all upcoming trilogies that he was looking forward to. And then he has lots of expletives towards Disney, which I'm not going to read out. Anyway, so that's it. He's not, he's just, I think he just wants to vent. He's just having a rant. Upset. I don't really blame him. Yeah. I agree. Anyway, love the podcast. Keep up the good work. We hope you feel better soon, Luke. Uh, I have an email from Edward Sweet, who wrote, Sweet. In, wrote in last week. Sweet. Uh, this is the one I was talking about. Well, right. I wasn't in last week, so okay. you'll have to help me. <laughs> yep. Um, and he says, thanks very much for mentioning my piece of feedback. You are welcome. I noticed that you were unsure about which platforms I have. I have oh. every Nintendo home console all the way back to the Super Nintendo, including the Wii U. The games you suggest... I like the fact he adds that on. It's like, I've got a Wii U too. <laughs> the games be you proud. suggest don't have to be PS3 exclusives, so all games are, well, fair game. And then he goes to contradict that by saying, however, I'm not a huge fan of sports games or, <laughs> or RPGs. Uh, despite this, I like a lot of genres, particularly action, shooter, and rhythm action. Um, I hope that clarifies things. He's given a bunch of examples, but I'm not going to read all them out. Right. So I don't even know what this is in reference to. So I think he wrote... Was he the guy who wrote in and asked for games that yeah. he, were under 18? Uh, oh, that 
that's a good question. I thought he was just asking... That, that was a different person, wasn't you it? You sure? There was a th- guy who wanted 3DS games. Yeah. And there was a guy who wanted... You picked this piece of, of feedback for us to read out, yeah. Luke. I did, didn't I? I was in a rush. Give us some context. Ultimately, get The Last of Us. If you want under-18 games... Don't get the last of us. But I can help you with that, actually. Go on, then. So, if we move on to our next piece of podcast, okay. which is from Ben Brown. The next piece of podcast? Who, next piece of podcast <laughs> feedback, even. Who's from Ben Brown. He said, um, he's listened to the podcast, and you ask people to email in with suggestions of great games that aren't rated 18. Whilst it's a shame to miss out on The Last of Us, there are some pretty damn good games out there. Example, The Unfinished Swan, 3D Dot Game Heroes, Rayman Origins and Rayman Legends, Little Big Planet, Puppeteer, Sly 4, Thieves in Time, Ratchet and Clank, Infamous, Katamari Forever, all the Pixel Junk games, Shooter 2 is a favourite of mine, yep. and Tokyo Jungle. Also lots of DRPGs like Nino Kuni, which I keep trying to ram down everyone's throats. He doesn't like RPGs. Um, right. HD collections mm. are great for people who've never had the chance to play them. Uh, Okami HD and the Odd World games get a special shout out. I wonder, that's interesting, because the Odd World games I thought were great for their time. I can't really see them um, translating that well now but I haven't gone back so maybe I should I've never played them I should probably play them lots of kind of little green monsters doing burps and farts oh right up your alley right up my doing burps (laughs) and farts up my alley that sounds that was a good piece of podcast though thank you for that piece of podcast podcast. you're more than than welcome thank you for your feedback Uh, another piece from uh, Ryan Calderbank aka uh, Calders so uh, hey guys recently your America counterparts posted a video about 4K TVs and in the video they started discussing the problems with current media like Blu-ray which are unable to support large files that it takes for 4K content obviously 4K content in theory is going to be four times the size of traditional Blu-ray so his question is uh, I don't understand why they don't get rid of discs altogether and use flash drives or um, you know big hard drives to transfer media how does that work like if you want to go and buy a film you get a hard drive for every single movie hmm. or you go and because the thing is right you could have it at home that you download it onto mm-hmm. but the file sizing would be enormous like you know, that would take forever I don't really understand the un- I, don't, I don't understand it <laughs> So hang on, he has got a few... Like, so he says, yes, it will be expensive. A ball, a ball. I'm sorry, I thought Stu was going to be on the podcast. But basically, instead of a disc, just something that plugs into USB and works like a DVD. Everything is USB, the USB transfer rate. Yeah, I get all that. But the, my bigger point is, is what, do you just download it at home? Because if that's the case, then you can already do that, right? Mm-hmm. The bigger thing is... Legally and illegally. How do you go to a retail shop and buy it? That's mm-hmm. the bit that I don't really understand. Uh, what he's saying here but anyway thank you for your feedback Calders were we of any help I don't think we answered that question but you know what no. Stu isn't here so. we had fun with it though yeah but he's just bit talking about big things fitting in small things okay uh, I have an email from uh, James Coy uh, from Canada Ontario Toronto um, yeah and apparently <laughs> we go down to this specific address then <laughs> yeah. I could give out his email but I won't um, apparently we got the release date of Star Wars wrong last week so well done, everyone. <laughs> um, so it's Creeper. not it's not May 2015. It's coming out December the 18th, 2015. It was pushed back. So uh, thanks for pointing that out. Missed opportunity. Um, and also, uh, he just said that he likes the podcast um, because the things we talk about are much more in line with Canadian culture, like Doctor Who, which he watched as a kid in, in Canada. So yeah. nice. Thank you for that. Uh, is that the last piece? No, I have, I have piece? one final piece. Um, so this is from Jim Campy who um, he's talking about gold membership on Xbox One. 
Um, Hi guys, I've been an Xbox owner since day one in the UK and I joined the beta version of Xbox Live when it first arrived here. What I'd like to know is why there are no extras for gold membership for Xbox One. The 360 is still getting free games twice a month, although they're not as good as Sony's offerings. But for those of us who shelled out for the new console, there's absolutely expletive all. It's about time Microsoft got their finger out of their expletive and give us, the people supporting the new console, something to say thank you. What are your thoughts? By the way, love your show. At 60, I'm probably one of your oldest listeners. Oh. Wow. Yeah. So thank you for That's that, Jim. Um, nearly as old as Stu. I know. <laughs> not quite, but... Um, I kind he's of dead now. That's why he's not on today's show. <laughs> Bless him. Rest in, rest in peace, Stu. Still rest sitting at his desk, Mr. Reed. So I understand what he means. I like, I don't understand really why Xbox One Gold membership don't get something free because even on PS4 you're not getting as much as you did on PS3. No, but, but with PS Plus but you're, you're getting, getting like you know some cool games. Like already there have been so Resogun, Contrast. Uh, Don't start. Out. Oh, what's the out? The, the one that isn't the other one. It's Outlast, isn't it? Yeah. And then there's um, Don't Starve as well. Yeah. And so already, you know, you've got four games, four good games that have come out for PS4. Mm. The problem is, is Microsoft can't even get the proposition right for Xbox 360. And that's got a massive back catalogue of games. So I just think probably a little bit too early. But yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, that whole thing this week about the fact that, you know, the Elder Scrolls Online, you can play on Sony without. Um, a PS Plus subscription, yep. whereas you have to have an Xbox Live Gold subscription if you want to play it on Xbox One. And so there's, I think there are elements of just perhaps Microsoft is not that easy to deal with with publishers, so perhaps publishers aren't that keen to deal with. Because I know, Ze- I know Bethesda... You've made a massive assumption there. I have made a massive assumption, <laughs> but I know Bethesda, Bethesda have stated multiple times that they have desperately tried to make it so that the Elder Scrolls Online can be played without subscription, and Microsoft right. has refused to play ball. So because Microsoft has refused to play ball with them, I'm assuming that maybe there is just... The same. They everyone. wouldn't necessarily want to make their games free. Yep. Possibly. Bit right. of give, bit of take. Yeah. So uh, that is it for uh, reader feedback this week. You can drop us a line at IGN underscore UK feedback, IGN.com, Facebook and Twitter slash IGN UK. So yeah, do let us know your thoughts on any of the, the topics we've just spoken about, but also the news. What do you think about Nintendo branching out and of course the PS Vita Slim? Now, games out this week. Finally, a new game is coming out, but it's not really new. It's kind of like the last one. So it's Tomb Raider Definitive Edition, which is Lara Croft with prettier graphics. She does look very pretty though, it must be said. So Keza reviewed it on the site and said it's same great game, but obviously, you know, eye-popping visuals. Visuals. Uh, if you haven't played it already, you should probably check it out on Xbox One PS4. Yeah, it does look very, very nice. Yep. Also, uh, Naruto Shippuden Ultimate Ninja Stormfall Burst. <laughs> no idea what that is. <laughs> but it's uh, Naruto. That's how you pronounce Naruto. According to Per Schneider, he taught me that. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so again very quiet month uh, sorry quiet week we expect a lot more happening uh, next month we start seeing some big games coming out and then March is mental yep mental March cool and on the film side of things we have Out of the Furnace coming out what's that uh, Christian Bale film bit of fighting bit of drama he's been in a lot lately. it's got a very good cast yeah he has been in a lot it's got a very good cast um, Creep saw it quite liked it I haven't seen it right We've got Lone Survivor, which is a controversial war film that's made a lot of money in the States, but it's got kind of very right-wing political leanings that's been causing lots of debate in the media. Uh, Mark Wahlberg stars. Yep. I haven't seen it. It's supposed to be quite hard-going. From uh, like One of my friends saw it and said it's like, you walk out of it and it's a bit like, oh my God. Yeah, I think it's full-on. Yeah. In your face. Yeah. Uh, war film. Uh, I, Frankenstein is out this week. I. Uh, which I haven't seen. What is that? What's that going to be like? <laughs> hey, up. Hey, up. Um, yeah, that is Aaron Eckhart playing Frankenstein, and it's trying to try and 
trying to reinvent him as kind of a, almost an action hero. You know, I think they're hoping it's going to be a franchise. It's from the people that made the Underworld movies. It looks like it's got a very similar aesthetic. Mm. And I really have very little interest in it. When I first saw the trailer, I thought it was... Um Oh, God, what was the... Two-Face gone wrong. No, 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 because I didn't even recognise who it was. What was the Highlander? I thought it was the, the dude from Highlander from 20 years ago, and I can't remember his Christopher name. Christopher Lambert. Lambert. Yeah, because <laughs> I guess it's the makeup that's done like him, and I just thought, Christopher Lambert, gosh, you haven't aged very well. But it's not, it's just, it's amazing <laughs> it's just makeup. Oh, it's Two-Face. Yeah. Um, and the final film, I have seen. Right. Uh, it's called That Awkward Moment. Yeah. Mm. Is that the it's that average moment, really? It's Zac Efron's romantic comedy. Um, I Why was quite did you look- go and see that? I, well, I was reviewing it for the site. I was quite looking forward to it. It's a romantic comedy from the guy's point of view. And it's got a couple of really good up-and-coming actors. Miles Teller, who was in um, 21 and Over, and that's the spectacular now. He's a fantastic actor, and he's in the shortlist to play Reed Richards in Fantastic Four. Mm. Right. Michael B. Jordan, who was in Chronicle. Yes, he was good. And Fruitvale Station, and he is the only candidate, apparently, to play um, the Human Torch in Fantastic Four. Yeah. So a couple of guys that are on the verge of greatness. Yeah. And they're both good in it. But and Zac fil- Efron. And Zac Efron. <laughs> um, who can be good? I mean, he's just, he's just too smug in this film. Yeah. Um, I didn't like his character, and his character is the main character. And you shouldn't be rooting for the, the, the main girl, the main guy, not to get together, which is what I was doing. Right. I just didn't want them to get together because I thought he was a dick. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I found that film a little bit... Just got on my nerves. Mm. Very, very average. So if you're going to pick one out of that list? Uh, Out of the furnace or Lone Lone Soldier. Okay. Is it Lone Soldier or Lone Survivor? Lone Survivor. So that's that's been written wrong. Okay. Um, But also, I don't really want to... scratch it out on your notes. (laughs) I don't know if I should say it, but is that not a spoiler alert in the title? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what happens in the movie, but... Maybe that's a twist. (laughs) Yeah. Let's hope so. Otherwise, they've given it all away. Yeah. But we're coming in in quite early this week, so... um, yeah. Anyone got it. any exciting plans for the weekend? Oh, uh, Sleep. I might, I might paint my toilet. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's know what kind of you would like now. me to paint my toilet. <laughs> Luke, you doing anything exciting? Uh, not really. <laughs> I um, um, No. Now that's an idea. Talking about Nintendo branching out. Imagine okay. if they did toilets that look like the little warp pipes in Mario. Oh, what, that'd they made the sound and the sound effect when you flush. There you go. You drop one. Yeah. That'd be amazing. There you go, Nintendo. You and can have that just for free. Pops up in somebody else's bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Anything on the site we should be flagging up? Um, oh, Krupa made a really, really Krupa and Stu together made a brilliant horror video game montage. Mm. Right, to celebrate Halloween at the end of January. <laughs> <laughs> the end of January. It was brilliant. So it's um, what thirteen horror games you shouldn't turn your back on. Look at it because it's really it's well edited and um, really well written and great voiceover. And it's one of the things I think we're most proud of for a and while. It's much better than the 10 horror films you should look out for this year, which I did, which no one's talked about. It was brilliant too, <laughs> as well. Um, Let's try harder. We've <laughs> also started up a new show called The Superhero Show, which mm. is going live on the site every Saturday. And it's Dan and myself talking about the superhero news of the week and analysing what's been happening uh, in the movies. So, uh, yeah, have a look at that if you can. And also send us uh, any feedback for that. If you've got any superior questions, we're going to address them on the show as well. All at the same address? Yes. IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. Just do mm. us a favour and stick superhero in the subject line because I got confused trying to sort through them today. Oh, um, were there some for superhero? Yeah, there's some already. <gasps> I didn't yeah. know that. There you go. That's exciting. Look at his face. Yeah. Uh, that's it for this week's podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Or if you're watching, thank you for watching. And we will be back same time next week. Until then... Adios. Bye. Au revoir.